This is episode 9 of the Unlimited Potential podcast with Gerard and Rowan Deckers. And today we are talking about the power of pain. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's a... Yeah, that's a big one. A bit of a touchy subject, the power of pain. So we're, we're going to be talking today about... Um, I guess to already kind of summarize what this whole thing is going to be about. It's how it how pain is a signal to us and we should see it as a signal and stop seeing it as something that we just need to avoid and quickly get out of the way and try to ignore it again as as fast as we can and like we've been seeing pain um i think not in the right way we've not been embracing pain at all as a as a species i think all across the world i think there are places where they really do live that way but those are more, I think, more like the, the more Eastern countries. Yeah, maybe. Um, where they really embrace it more. But sometimes you s- that gets pushed aside more in the direction of like, oh, yeah, that's kind of hippie, kind of connect with yourself, meditation kind of stuff. And it yeah, gets pushed away very quickly. Yeah, well, well, maybe that. But also when people uh, say, okay, embrace the pain very often pain isn't tough enough, isn't intense enough. Um, It's very easy to embrace the pain when the pain is not heavy enough. You say, okay, well, let's embrace the pain. But even if you, as you say it right there, like, oh, you got to embrace the pain. It's often used as a very tough thing to say. Mm. Embrace the pain. Exactly. But it's not, it's not. It's no. not a like you got to get tough kind of thing. That's not no. what it's about. No, exactly. And <laughs> yeah, well, a lot of people are the very often when people come to the practice or when people come into the programs, they um, are being pushed to my practice or pushed to the your, your program. psychology practice. Yes, is. sorry, yeah. um, because they feel pain. I mean, that's in the end and there is the only, only reason why somebody would go to a doctor or a psychologist or that's the only reason, right? When if, everything is okay, they don't come to me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, why do you never yeah. get somebody on a Friday <laughs> afternoon that just comes in for a nice chat? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, never. <laughs> so, um, so they come because they have pain and there is only one urge they have. Get rid of the pain. Get rid of as the we, pain. As we... As, as you always as say, possible. and as I also started saying because of you, uh, which is a very, I think, a very well-known thing, you, human, pe- human species, the humans, we are pain avoiders. Yes. That's what we are. Yes. The only thing we are, we're pain avoiders. Everything we do is in line with avoiding pain or in, fo- in all different shapes and forms, whether it is conflict, whether it is problems and obstacles and... It's all forms of pain. And people are driven by pain, but they very often don't listen to the pain, what the pain tells them. Yeah, because of that avoidance, which is very... Exactly. I've talked about this in the podcast before, but obviously a while back I had my my back pain. I think we we mentioned that last episode. I had had, uh, back issues, and I remember you saying like, so what is it telling you? And I was like, Dad... Not now. <laughs> I'm a lot of pain. Can, can I can barely move? That's what my body's telling me. <laughs> so you know. But in the end, you we, we 
you do have to sit for it. You don't want it in the moment. Like in the moment, I just want to lay down and don't do anything. But you got to listen to it because it is a good signal. And you, I remember you saying something to me which was um, something that really sketched a clearer picture for me back then, um, which was, listen, you got to do it now because when in a week or two weeks time, you're going to recover from this. And when you have recovered from this, your signal is gone. Exactly. The pain is gone and the pain is the signal of what needs to happen. And once you forget the pain, you're also going to forget what you have to do to fix the problem that's lying underneath the pain. Yeah. And it's so, um, it is so obvious that the, that the pain obviously should be a trigger for you to grow. Yeah, and, and but, but realizing what you said, like realizing like that signal is gonna go away, but that doesn't mean the problem is away. So you exactly. So that's why it's so important to yeah because act the, on the pain, or I'll not act on the pain itself, but act because of the pain. Yeah, because the pain occurred or for a reason. The pain occurred for a reason, and if you keep pushing away the signal you get in the form of pain, you will never have get the opportunity to grow. Do you do you know because of, do you know if the book that we have talked about before, like the book from Christiana Beerland for people that don't know, mm -hmm. we'll probably we can link it in the description of the podcast. But do you know if that book is in English? Yes, it is. It is? Yeah. And oh, it's, such, several, it's such a good book. Yeah, and several other languages also, in French and in German and Spanish. Yeah, so it's a, it's a book from Christiana Beerland, who is, I think she, she died, right? She passed away? Yes, yeah, she passed away. Um, she made a book called The Key to Self... Uh, self what, what What is it in English? Self-fulfillment or f self... <laughs> Very good. Um, let me let me just check. Yeah, quickly know. Google while I explain. Yeah. So it's basically it's a book with thirteen hundred diseases and symptoms from the body. Uh, it gives us and what it means and what it does. And it's it's not really um, as far as I have known because I haven't read the the entire book. I haven't I don't even have the book yet. I'm gonna order it. But it's. Um, written about what those signals mean in your body and also the connection between mind and, and and body and what that can mean in both ways because everything is connected, obviously, in our mm. human body. But the, So it's 1,300 uh, diseases and symptoms that are tackled in that, which is immensely interesting. From your pinky toe... To your to your eye to, to an itch on your eyebrow, like everything you can you can think the think of is uh, tackled in that book. But just just yeah, the key to self liberation. Self liberation. Ah, yeah, okay, it's okay. in English and in French and German. It's a it's a chunky book though. It's a very it's, it's a big boy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a big one. <laughs> it's a big boy. If you want to have that on your shelf, well, well you're definitely going to impress some fanatic readers when they come over to for brunch or something, if they're going to see that one on your shelf. Yeah. Uh, it's a big one, but it's very nice. I think you, yeah, it's you probably to, best to read it in like parts. Like you read a chapter no, about well, one signal and then maybe after, after a while you read another one. Because it's like a dictionary. So you, most people don't read dictionaries from the beginning to <laughs> we, the end we don't no. mm. so it's it, it's like a dictionary so when you have pain um in your knee or something you just you just look and you you find the knee part and then you and then you and she explains stuff about what the 
Well, maybe a little bit like the the meaning of a knee is. What does that? What, what does it do? And you start your... to understand everything. Yeah. And that's, I guess, that's also where it goes. Well, I don't want to say wrong, but where we're a little bit uh, um, got into our easy behavior. Like we we want easy and we want fast and we want they'll speed like so we got apps for example in the netherlands like do i have to go to the doctor which is mm-hmm. that's literally how the app is called but in dutch um and you can like press on a button and then you'll get this silhouette of a human and then you have to click on it where you have the pain press on the silhouette where where your pain is felt and then you press on your shoulder for example and it asks you like six questions like is the pain like this how long have you had the pain describe the intensity of the pain of a skill of one to ten and then after a couple of questions it's going to say you have to go to the to your doctor to have further uh, uh analysis examinations yeah. yes or it says you have to go to the hospital right now or um uh, try to see if it goes away in two weeks and afterwards if not uh, try it again um, and that's it. But that's what we want, right? Easy, quick. Oh, we don't have to do anything for it. But you have a situation where you do have a pain. Yeah, you go through the questions. But let, then let, it says okay. you don't have to do anything. No worries. And then you don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> then you're sitting there, okay, I don't have to go to the doctor. Nice, that's good news. Don't have to go to the hospital. Okay, nice, good news. But I still have pain in my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, but the interesting thing here is that First, you need to acknowledge that your being is like a collaboration. So you have your physical body, and obviously you have your mental state. Um, and these two, they they work together and they give each other signals. And if you think, okay, you know, my physical injury or my physical pain is completely detached from my mental health or my mental state of being Mm -hmm. at this moment of time when you think it is completely detached you don't need to read christiana beerland no but when you think that i mean isn't it at least a little bit old school to think that your oh, mind and your body is are, are like completely separated? Nobody goes to the doctor when they have heartache and they need a bypass. Mm-hmm. Let's go into therapy first. Or no, but that's let's like, go... It's like the deeper level. I do understand no, that no, not no. everybody's open to that yet. Yeah, no, no, wait. But, but this is... The, it's easy to think about the mind-body connection when the pain is small. Right. It becomes more difficult when the pain is heavy, when there's really something going on in your physical body. When there's like big issues. And obviously, most of the time, we look at um, the mental issues or connection when there is a physical problem yeah but you can also look at the other way around so for example when you have some mental issues and you don't exercise for example you don't give any attention to your body (laughs) it's true it's super true even like even but otherwise on the other side as well like if you 
do give attention to your mental state and you do feel like you're giving it enough energy mentally, you can still feel shitty because you don't do anything for your body. Exactly. Like your mental still get, it's not only if your mental state is already down, it's also if your mental state is actually healthy, but you're treating your body like shit, then it's still going to affect you mentally as well. Exactly. So the, so the, exactly. So but it, the th first thing <laughs> to decide, do you think there is a mind-body connection always and that mind and body do influence each other in a, in a way which you can't avoid. So it is always there. Yeah, it's a good question to ask yourself. Like, do you really think there's a mind-body connection uh, or do you only think it when it's convenient? Or when the, pain. When, it's, when the pain isn't that big and where it's like easy to believe, so to say. But if you really believe it, do you really believe it? And in my opinion, you see that exactly with the, with the case that we had during the episode about catastrophizing, mm -hmm. where... Um, studies have shown things in that regard as well because i explained back then that our uh, our inner system that 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 regulates or like minimizes pain our um uh, what was it called i i wrote it down here yeah, yeah yeah that was it i always forget the name especially when we're mm. when we're live um the endogenous opioid analgesic system mm. That's the one. So that's like your natural paracetamol, like your body softening pain for you. The functionality of that system is reduced when we are catastrophizing. And catastrophizing is something that I hope me and all the listeners can agree on. is something that happens in your mind mm -hmm. and not in your physical body. That's something that happens in your head. Exactly. And that, that thing that is happening in your head is making it so you literally feel more pain. So what about the mind-brain connection here? This yeah. is This is literal proof that your brain is affecting your body because you're feeling more pain literally because you're catastrophizing yeah and we talked about that back then so it, for the people that want to learn more about catastrophizing and stuff i highly advise to listen to that episode or if you're on youtube right now watch the episode um back about catastrophizing super interesting episode but it's it's right now we're going more specifically on pain in yeah, general and yeah and the, so um but I think it's very good that you point people out to that episode uh, because it gives you also insights on how to um, prevent. Yeah, yeah. We do give actionable things in yes. that episode, actionable okay. exercises. Okay. So that's no, good. It's enough, <laughs> it's enough about that. But so, so pain is something you very often feel in your body and you think it is maybe detached from your mental state. And this is never true. This is never true. Never. There's always a connection, but you can't because it's it's like impossible to detach. You just can you maybe you can't feel it, but it is it is not possible to detach it. Or maybe it's not maybe maybe it's not a lot. Like sure, that's a possibility if you're like very in line between your brain and your body. Mm -hmm. That's also kind of a thing, right? So if you if you are in line mentally with your body, you don't notice it a lot because there is no more. There's no more damage done. Like if you don't have the connection, if you're not doing it, if you're not mm -hmm. focusing mm -hmm. on the mental body connection, you're gonna have more damage. Theoretically, just calling it more pain, more damage. Then you notice it. But if you don't, so if you are in line with your body, then you don't feel anything. So yeah. it's 
in those situations, it's rather easy to start thinking, ah, oh, there is no connection because you don't feel anything that would trigger that that thought. No, and and the re and because we are pain avoiders, and the inf and influencing your mental state state to um, to do good in your body is a longer route than going to a doctor and letting them fix something that's why i that's that's you why know? i really hate the fact that doctors have like that those 10 minute appointments you know mm. oh it gets me so frustrated because you go to the doctor you have a pain you sit there you tell them like oh this and this and because you only have 10 minutes everything goes really like, cha -cha 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 -cha. okay bye it's like, oh, no, you don't have anything. Or right, let's do it. Or this is the problem. Okay, let's check, 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 check. Okay, you have nothing. Bye. Go. Yeah. Next. The, yeah. And it's like, and yes, there are. Don't worry. Like, I'm not trying to diminish all the doctors by saying this because I know that there are a lot of doctors that do take the time, especially if they notice that somebody has a need for more explanation. Um, my, my partner's doctor, I know, for example, is one of those that is really attentive. Like really, really attentive. Once I joined my girlfriend there and he saw things in my posture and he pointed out how I'm walking differently. Turns out I have flat feet. I already knew that. I have support uh, supports for that. He saw that, he noticed it and he, and he asked me about it. Mm. So like there are very good doctors yeah, that are yeah, yeah. attentive, that are that want to do help a little bit more with that. But the 10 minute appointments feel like they're just going against that principle of yeah but these are obviously general practitioners so yeah. they are uh, so um obviously they need to see a lot of people and they just True. need to True. Need to see triggers etc um but still the traditional or not not traditional but the the new medicine they try to fix something as fast as possible yeah and then send you home. Yeah, and in that regard, I you also know? don't think the problem lies in the 10 minutes appointments, but the no. 10 minutes appointments contains a problem that needs a solution. I'm not saying the solution is there. Maybe it's something else. Maybe somewhere else we need to find a solution for that. But it doesn't, it, it, the fact that we do have to do it like that because we, there's a high quantity of people that need to go to the doctor and see them. So that's why we have 10 minute appointments. It doesn't diminish the fact no. that we have something still to fix. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so if we, if we could just, for argument's sakes, establish that there is a mind-body connection yeah. and that these two influence each other. Yeah. Every day, every minute of your life. And a lot of people put emphasis on one or the other more. So like more on body or more on mind. or And obviously it's like a collab collaboration they both need attention, and obviously they also both need to be in line with that what you want in life. Yeah. You know, so... In the end, you are going to be kind of the the, the average of it all. So if you're going to put a... Or you're going to mm. learn a lot mentally, and you're going to get strong mentally, but you're going to diminish your body, you're still going to be an average of those factors. Mm. Yeah, and a little bit more, because it's not only mind-body... If you look more at it, it's also socially, inspirationally. It's there's a couple of those that make up that balance, but in the end, you're gonna be uh, kind of in the middle somewhere there. Yeah, and in the um, when you're young, obviously, um, your body has resilience 
much more the resilience of a, of a person when they're young is much larger than when you get older because yeah. the body is already doing stuff for 60 years or so or more. it's completely true it's actually also proven in numbers like the the statistics of the central bureau of statistics in the netherlands um, if you guys want more resources, obviously the the study itself also shows the researches where the research where they got these numbers. But it shows that um, it was a study done about people finding um, or experiencing pain that is hindering. Okay. So any form that that can still be small as long as it hinders the person in their uh, either day to day job or ho at home um, uh, things they have to do, um, and it actually shows. Surprise, surprise, that the older you get, obviously, pe more people experience hindering pains mm -hmm. noticeably. Um, so that's very interesting because when you're young, the, the percentages are very low. When you're young, they started measuring when you're 12 years old and they stopped me measuring after like the, the last category is 75 plus okay. years old. Um, so you do notice something in that. Um, nothing really changed in that in the, in the past 10 years, which is very, was a very fun statistic. So since... 2014 nothing really changed in the percentages so okay. which comes down to um women having experiencing more hindering pain than men um which i think from the nature of men and women is pretty logical because men are genetically more inclined to like just work 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 mm. and women are more also you know at some point they have to undergo pregnancy which is definitely causes a lot of hindering pain if they decide to go through that you have their menstrual cycles which is very hindering which we're learning way more about these days um which i am also doing a video on soon uh, personally where we're really going into it with experts okay. and how much is hindering so you do i mean and the statistics show it 15 percent of women um experience hindering pain 15 percent and 8% of men. So that's a 7% difference. Okay. Um, and the just a couple more, what we have, what I found here was that 4.5% of men uh, between 12 and 35, yeah, that, that was it. So between 12 and 35, 4.5% of men um, experience hindering pain, and it builds up to 15% when they're 75 years old. So that's pretty good still i would say for women it starts at 9.5 percent when they're 12 okay uh, between 12 and 35 i should say 9.5 percent and it builds up to 27 percent hmm. on uh, 75 plus years old um but the fun i think about this statistic is coming back to what we said pain is a signal and yeah. um it's also unavoidable um, we've we've seen some cool uh, documentaries on that uh, that, that mention these the, the three things that are unavoidable in life as well, which is super interesting because yeah. it's true. There there are three things in life that you can't avoid, which is pain, work, and uh, what was the last one again? Um, uncertainty. Yeah, yeah. Uncertainty. Like, yeah. Well, constant work. That's what he yeah, said. Constant work, constant work, uncertainty, and pain. And that's why you need to learn that pain isn't bad. You also see it in these numbers. The numbers don't really change. Yeah, People you, still experience pain. Even after 10 years since 2014, it didn't really change. People still have the same amount of hindering pain. But learning to work with it, that's what we should be aiming for. I think you first need to decide that every time when you feel pain, for you, it's a signal. It's a signal to do something with it. And 
even it can be seen or perceived as something very good. So if you look at pain as tension, as stress, and that you have the mental mindset that tension creates the possibility to go forward. And, the, and, and one of the best metaphors I, I've heard, it's not from me, it's, it's it, when you have an elastic rod, elastic... Band. Band, very yeah. good, band. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when you pull, you get tension. When you let go, the energy of the tension gives direction to the band. Yeah, it creates force. Exactly. So, and what's so cool is, is that if you, if you have the, the mental mindset that tension is your first step into progress, then you're in a good space, you know? And the second thing to, to recognize here is also that you don't need to diminish or wipe away all the pain in one strike. So a form of patience is also necessary here. So you first, you, you first must acknowledge that there is a mind-body connection then yeah, we, we, we've covered that. We've covered that. I know, I know, but but just summarize a bit because <laughs> be, be, because it, yeah, it's difficult. So first you do that, but but then you need to you need to have the mindset that 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 attention, that pain, is your ticket to progress. Yeah, it's, your, it's it, you, you, know? you as a as a kid even you always taught me to already you taught me to embrace pain. When I was a small kid, you already taught me to embrace pain. You were always, when I had like a tummy ache or something, mm. um, and I would be sitting there like, oh, my, my belly hurts, you would say, you need to be kind for your belly ache. Mm. I remember you always said, mm. you need to be kind to your belly ache. I was like, what do you mean I need to be kind to my belly ache? Like, mm. because it's, it's a part of your body, it's a part of you, and you yeah. need to be kind for yourself. So it, this is also a part of you. So be kind to it, and it's only a signal. It's trying to help you as well. Yeah, the um, more resistance you have to the pain, the bigger it becomes. Yeah, that, I mean, even, I, I think mentally, this is a big yes. Like, oh yeah, you mm. need to also calm yourself down. But also like literally proven now because of the catastrophe thing that I, that, that mm. we talked about earlier. Yes. And um, statistics show it in multiple things. Also the result of catastrophizing showed again in the stats that I, that I found online. Like, uh, I, th I think it was, yeah, 50%. 50% more people um, uh, describe their, their general health not as good or very good when they experience a hindering pain. So they, when they, the stat for the people that, that have that, so people with hindering pain, 30% it is, and it's against 80%. So that's why I say 50% difference. 30% of people with hindering pain um, experience their general health not as good or, or uh, as good or very good. So that means that 70% doesn't experience it way, that way. Okay. 70%. When you find a hindering pain, you already stamp yourself being, oh yeah, yeah, my, my health is not very good. <laughs> you're, 
you have a pain. You're not a little bit of a hindering pain doesn't mean that you're dying. <laughs> no, but you can't. Um, what's very difficult is in pain that as an outstander you can't you can't feel or well see or whatever what no. so logically speaking we shouldn't judge people when they are experiencing pain you should you should always you should never look at it with with judgment no never. um but it, these are just statistics yeah, these are just results that for example also they experience th three times more um uh sleeping problems when they when they have hindering pain three mm. times more people experience sleeping problems um, or go more frequently to the doctor, psychologist, uh, a specialist, physiotherapist. All of those things happen three times more often as a, as a group term um, <coughs> than people that don't feel hindering pain, which is logical, but it can only be the effect of our, our mind-body connection, obviously. Yeah, but so it's, it's very logical that people want to um, get rid of the pain. Yes, yes. <clears throat> so... The getting rid of the pain is not a bad thing. What is very inconvenient when people don't see the reason why they have the pain. What the bigger picture is of the pain they are experiencing now. And, um, and in, in the preparation of this, uh, of this talk, we, uh, we talked about EMDR. Yes, yeah, true. And, um, and why maybe sometimes... Um, when people request EMDR treatment, I hesitate. maybe first explain what EMDR is. Yeah, EMDR is in a, uh, a trauma intervention technique. It's uh, eye movement desensitization reprocessing. So it is a a trauma intervention technique. So when you have experienced a very uh, severe. Um, situation for example in war situations or um well it happens a lot with for example sexual assault sexual uh, assault like or um exactly but may, very often also a childhood but where there traumatic childhood exactly. with uh, aggressive parents stuff like that yes so and when when that period or that situation is not being processed well enough not integrated well enough within the person, um, that situation on an unconscious level still influences daily um, uh, daily behavior and very obviously also um, daily emotional perceptions of their uh, being. Mm -hmm. so, so it is something you just can't influence. The perception of depression, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. You can't influence, you have no connection again. No, you have no connection anymore to manage or influence that emotion. Yeah, so you use EMDR to first so, first sever the connection and then recon reconnect it in a way yeah. that you have control over. Yeah, what we do by uh, let people follow my finger is that uh, people detach from the automatic reaction based on that situation in the past. Yeah, follow your finger, follow the light. Some people have like a little light that light they have to follow. Or, or, or headphones when they have a bipolar bleeps to every ear. It is something um, 
that is very very interesting that it works. We don't really know why it works so well, that bipolar stimulation, but it does. And what it does, it detaches you, it gives you, again, a small window of power. That's how you can see it. It's, it's a window of power you get back to, um, to control your own emotions. Um, so, and that's what the therapist does what the therapy does yeah so th so that's yeah th th that's that so that's, let's now continue from emdr so th the story was sometimes people request emdr with you yes yes and and they requested to get a to get rid of the signal so they get they want emdr because they want to get rid of the pain they have yeah and it desensitizes obviously the pain but if you don't look at why the pain is being created in the past, it will come back and you haven't learned anything. So that's why EMDR is obviously very good when there is a traumatic experience in the past, mm -hmm. which you need to like integrate with intense therapy. EMDR is one of the parts of that. But if you... Very much used with PTSD, stuff like that. Exactly. But if when you have just pain and you want EMDR, you're just getting rid of the pain without looking at the reason why the pain is there anyway. Yeah, the, the, the pain is still a signal. You're not listening to the signal. You're exactly. just getting rid of the signal. It's like... <laughs> and EMDR does work also on that kind of pain when there is not really a trauma. If you based, <laughs> it does work. If so you, it, it, it's just it just got a metaphor in my head. I think it's 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 a hilarious one to give. But if you have a if you have an airplane, airplanes need to to communicate with uh, with the airport where they are landing, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but if they want to land on an airport, the pilot is flying in, and they're requesting if they can land, and the tower says like, "No, you're not allowed to land." And it just shut off the radio. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden they're they are allowed to land and everything's fine. Like no, you just literally got rid of the signal. That doesn't mean that everything's fine. No, no, yeah, that's very good. <laughs> I it's yeah. I think it's a ridiculous metaphor, and therefore it's perfect. Yeah, but it's it's so difficult to um, sometimes as a practitioner to resist the request of a person because you also see the pain when you are when you see when you are in my practice you see the pain and the person okay the emdr okay and then you think uh, that person maybe needs to learn what the pain does yeah. tell them but still you feel the urge a bit to to just give him the pill the emdr um and obviously, we have the conscious choice now to to do that. Sometimes it's a good thing, and sometimes not. So, but but what I always talk about, okay, let's let's dive a little bit deeper. Maybe we can do the EMDR. Let's dive a little bit deeper. It How? doesn't hurt to first talk about it a little bit more before we decide. You know, it's it's, exactly. fa it's very easy. Just instead of immediately say, okay, let's go EMDR. Let's first at least talk about it for a session. Exactly. And then next session we decide if we do it, maybe we do EMDR, but let's first understand before we just, you know. 
Yeah, and that's before we pop the paracetamol in, you know? Exactly. And, th and that's why I sometimes I, I feel a little bit... Um, um, how can I... Um, you know, when we talk about these subjects, Rowan, these are pretty heavy subjects. And there are so many aspects of a solution to get rid of pain. So many aspects that I try to, to make it tangible, that I try to make it not that big. Because everything we talk about in these podcasts are about becoming and becoming you and, and fulfilling getting, your life. Getting a better mental health every week. Exactly. Yeah, and it, you need and you, a, and you need to make it easy because the the ex, the thing itself, the experience itself, it's incredibly hard. So if the ex, if the exercise is also very hard, that's not going to work. No. So it needs to be an easy exercise to fix a hard problem. Otherwise, it's you're not going to work with it. And obviously, when yes. you're in that moment, um, when you're listening to a podcast in your car, you're mm. just driving somewhere, just listening to the to the unlimited potential podcast. You're you know it's it's. It, you don't even feel the severity of it unless no. you're in that pain. And if you're in that pain, you don't want to think about that kind of stuff. So you need a very actionable tool to hold on to. Yeah, that, yes, exactly. And, and in my opinion, and I don't, and we haven't really talked about this beforehand, so I'm very curious what you think about it. This is, this is how transparent we are. Sometimes we just throw things in and we trust each other that we both have, know what it like where this is going to go and that it's a good good thing. But um, interrupt me if you think I'm wrong. I, I always suggest people with these kind of issues that your focus needs to be on one thing and one thing only. Don't fix, understand. Hmm. That's the only thing in all those situations. And it's not only with pain, it's also with... With yeah. with things you want to achieve, so when you want to learn something at the at a job, don't learn a trick. Yeah, learn maybe, why the trick works, or maybe only fix something you understand. That's a yeah, that's a good motto. So it, it basically means the same, but in a very more. I think this is a more constructive way of saying it. Only fix something you understand. Yeah. So. So you need to invest in understanding why things are happening, and then sure you can take it. You, you can take a, afterwards. You can do EMDR if that's a conscious choice, or you can do. You can take a paracetamol for your headache or whatever. But first, understand it before you do it. I think it's a very good sentence, a very good mantra to repeat in your head in every situation when you feel pain. Understand, then fix. You can still go for that quick fix. If you just understand it first, if that's still the yeah, right because, decision. Yeah, because sometimes you need a small quick fix to also get the the mental clarity to understand it maybe even deeper. So wanna wanna refer back to the empathy episode? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and maybe also something very very normal stuff, yeah. like a paracetamol or something like that. Or maybe even a single EMDR session. So a that you single get, one. Yeah, so that you get the the mental space, so that you broaden your horizon to maybe look deeper into the reason why you feel the pain. Yeah, and I think also that a lot of us are here. Um, 
And this is something that I I want to spend more time on at some point, maybe in a in a in a future yeah. episode. But um, I, I feel like maybe there is something to say about our a part of our brain that is getting into a evolutionary existential crisis because we are at a point where we don't live the same way as we did hundreds of years ago. The the pressure on reproduction, for example, which is the essence of our being in, in, in the end, we want to keep the human species alive. So for that, we need reproduction and we need to pass yes. on information to new generations. Um, it, it changed, which is weird because we don't have that huge necessity for reproduction anymore. We still have it, but in a way smaller scale because the earth is overpopulating, which is also being debated if that's really true. But let, let's say for now that yes, we are overpopulating. Uh, so that need becomes less less and less for, for a lot of reproduction. Um, so what would be then the goal to live for? Is that what you say? Now, wh what you see is a lot of people are aiming for experiences, right? You see it a lot. People want to be happy. People want to travel the world. People want to see things. Mm. And, But in my opinion, a part of life is also um, growing, learning, developing yourself. And that clashes sometimes. I see a mm. lot of people where those two are clashing. They want to experience life so they don't want to start learning things. I'm like, hmm. I've seen that a lot. I, I'm, I'm very curious what your opinion is on that. So think, maybe we need to spend well, more time on that, but... Uh, not only... Yeah, time. And not only that, but that would be a very cool group session, I must say. It would be cool to have more people maybe sometimes chipping in on that yeah. subject yeah because you need the experience of other people we can we can talk about this in this podcast talking about people <laughs> but maybe it's maybe let the people speak for themselves yeah, yeah maybe and then then we can give like something to add so also to the attitude or opinion of a person has about experiencing instead of so if you're listening no, to the deep. podcast right now and you're thinking, yes, that would be a very cool subject to organize or to do something, let us know. Uh, we'd love to know it. Um, uh, so we'll, we'll definitely look into it. If people like that, to see that, we'll see how we can manage that and make something happen in, in, in that direction. But that's uh, something that I've been thinking about uh, a lot. But to come back to pain, because that's in the end the subject of our of, the, of yeah, this episode. Exactly. Uh, I think a nice exercise would be for people at home to try for this this episode. Uh, again, your answer you can submit to info at an unlimited potential program .com, um, or if you're watching on YouTube, just put it in the comments. Uh, we'll, we'll read everything you guys post there. Um, but I think a good exercise would be to look back and evaluate for yourself because this is going to create understanding for you for when you're doing it uh, because everybody does this. When is the last time that you experienced pain and you got rid of it without understanding it? Mm. Um, and, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think it's, a very it's, good only, exercise. It's, it's only for one. Yeah. So how about you rec retrospectively try to understand it now and maybe let us know afterwards what would have been different if you did first research it. So go back to the pain, research it now afterwards, Find out why why you had that pain, understand the pain more, and then retrospectively describe what would have been different if you first understood it and then acted on it. Yeah, and obviously the last 
part maybe is difficult because you need to look back. If it is more recent, <laughs> it's easier. So you can just look yeah. back and you think, okay, I will just yeah. pushed it away, uh, paracetamol or whatever. And now, okay, let me look at the pain. What does it tell me? What is the tension there in that pain? What yeah. caused the pain? Uh, why maybe is what, it there? What, what could have? What kind of growth could it, could it have been? Um, could it have initiated for you? Because that a lot of people be. grow out of pain as well, right? It's not only yeah, getting back to getting back to the the, the flat zero level, like yeah, getting back to normal health. Exactly. You can also just go above that. You can learn from it, and get stronger from it. And there comes the saying, "Oh, we're going full circle here," because in the beginning we referred to that thing, uh, embrace the pain. Exactly. That's where that comes in action. That yeah. embrace the pain. It, it, that's often said when they want to grow from the pain, when they don't want to get back to normal health, but they want to go beyond. Yeah, and it's not it's not just an ex, it's just not something you say. It's something you really need to feel. Yeah. Um, and so when the connotation changes from something bad to something good, the pain. That would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think, I'm, I think I'm it's stuck a very here good with the cable, but it's. Um, I think it's a very good exercise. I, I've 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 heard a uh, another big uh, psychological speaker about this, and he referred to it. But I think that was a bit a bit dramatic and probably aimed at specifically men to listen to this because it was very full of testosterone. I feel like, uh, but he he said you have to become a monster, and mm. then afterwards you need to learn to control it. And it kind of refers as well to pain. You need to learn to embrace pain. You need to learn to f to feel it, deal with it, um, learn about the signals, understand it, so you can act on it. So um, it's, yeah, and so you become, as he referred to as the monster. But in my opinion, you 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 become someone who can take everything. Yeah, it, and, and 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 learn to understand okay. it, and then you learn to be gentle with it. Yeah, but it's not dwelling with the pain. No, you're not dwelling. It is, it no, is no, 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 understanding. No. And you're not looking it, it is up. Not, it's not accepting that the pain is and that it is good that the pain is there just as pain. The pain has a reason why it is here. So that tension is your first step forward. Yeah. And not something that is bad for you. So, it, right, well, exactly. that is, I, I think that's what we want to say. And, and no, that, But that's what, where those kind of sayings come from, I feel like. Mm. It's the same as he, he said as a saying. He also said it's better to be a, a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. And it's, it, it, it's uh, again, it, because it's the same guy that said that. So, obviously, yeah. again, it's filled with like, who, 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 very much testosterone. And, but it, there is a core essence of that which can be brought back to what we're talking about here. Okay, okay, yeah. And um, but, but I think this is the essence. Yeah. The essence of what we wanted to talk about today. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're really you're really cutting it here because we're uh, yeah, but we're, we want to keep these episodes a little bit short. So I get where we, you're. Yeah, we want to keep them shorter, but also like focused and like yeah, like when we covered it, what we wanted to cover. Yeah, it's okay. 
<laughs> definitely, <That>. definitely. <laughs> I tend to talk a lot. I know. Okay, so okay. thank you guys no for listening. No I hope worries. you guys can uh, do something with the exercise. Let us know um, if you are. You're gonna see something change on our channels in the couple uh, in the next couple of weeks. We'll probably post it on Twitter and Instagram and everything too, because we uh, recently rebranded. We restructured Super everything. Cool. It's looking amazing. But yeah. you know, don't be scared if you see our profile picture on the podcast change. It's the album covers of the podcasts are going to change. They're going to look a little bit different. You're still going to see the big up, the UP, the letters in it. Um, but don't don't be surprised if things are changing because we are um, we're going to imp- implement our new brand, our new branding. So cool. It's going to look very cool. I hope you guys are going to enjoy it. Feel free to let us know as well what you think about the new brand if you're going to see it. And um, yeah. I mean, there's only one thing to say for us. Dare to dream. Dare to dream. <laughs>